0: Real quick, before we jump into this, I just want to make sure your last name, is it Paez?
1: Yeah, Paez.
0: Paez, OK. That's why I thought I just want to make sure.
1: Like a pumpkin pie, as. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: welcome to the Start Building podcast, where we talk to innovators and founders in the building products industry. I'm your host, Tim Salmon. And today we got an awesome guest, um, Gabe Paez, he's the founder and CEO of The Wild. And we're going to bring you back to virtual reality. So one of my passions, getting into augmented reality and virtual reality, specifically The Wild. Gabe, I'm going to let you really talk through what The Wild is. But from a high level, it's an AR and VR application for the AEC architecture, engineering, construction, and design teams to collaborate and present in real time. So Gabe, that's a high level. In your own words, first off, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here.
0: You bet. And then in your own words, what is the wild? And more specifically, what is that pain point that you saw that you're, you're working to solve with your solution?
1: Sure. So at its core, the wild is an immersive workspace, Um, Like any other workspace, it's really built with the intention of people coming into that space to work together and understand each other. And so fundamentally, the problem that we're trying to solve here is how to bridge that gap between an idea and a shared and fully understood experience between all the different stakeholders on an AEC project. How, how, How do people come together to build an ambitious project and avoid these issues of misunderstandings, um, not only amongst the team, but even amongst yourself sometimes. Sometimes you imagine something and it's not a full picture because you haven't found a way to, to really um, bridge that idea into uh, an understanding of how it works out into an experience, not just into a single render or an experience uh, a visual, but into an actual, uh, environment that you have known and understood because you've actually walked the halls, you've lived in it, you've, you've experienced it at that level that in this industry, we only really see once the whole project is completed, you know, and you're doing not just the final walkthrough, but um, that experience that happens after everyone that's part of the construction project has left and, and you actually have inhabitants in this building and they suddenly realize, oh, that didn't get finished the, the way we kind of thought it would, or, um, or there's this, this fundamental issue in the design of the space or the construction of the space that, um, that is unresolved and, and becomes a problem way down the road. So by using this technology to bridge that gap between an idea and a shared experience very early on in the idea process, all the way through construction, can we gain that familiarity with this space in a way that we traditionally have only seen post-construction? And that's really the foundational um, change in thinking about how design build happens that, that we're, we're trying to, to put forth here with the wild.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. And what comes to mind when you, when you talk through this is the, the word present, right? And so I've done some some presentations around this idea of being present. And you get that in, for example, rent, you know, buying a car. Why do they want you to go test drive that car? Because you are present inside of that car. Same with a model home, right? When you walk a model home, like you're present, it feels more real. And, and in VR, there's a whole ton of research around this idea of how do you create VR to make it more present? Uh, and not only are you doing that from the collaboration side right of bringing people together virtually but you're actually making them more present in the space that they're building that as you said you typically can't have until you get further down the construction to the point where you can actually walk through it and i've talked to a few people in the industry that that are doing this type of thing and you know they're they're calling out things of like You can see things on a drawing but as you start walking through you're like oh wait no that piping is not correct that piping actually needs to move over you know six inches or whatever so it doesn't hit this and that's something historically that would never been caught until you got to like typically probably the walkthrough during construction. and now they're catching this earlier and saying okay let's adjust that there's there's cost savings time savings etc are you seeing that yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. the way The way I think about it is reducing the layers of abstraction that our minds have to try to facilitate um, in this process. That abstraction, you know, what we've seen in the past, it, it's of course the most obvious one is is drawings. You know, we we're looking at a drawing here, and we're trying to imagine how that um, translates into an experience. Or we're on the construction site, we're looking at a drawing. And we're trying to understand how that translates to that thing right over there. What we're trying to do by thinking of immersive technology, it takes that abstraction out of the process and and puts it into human context. So I'm standing here, I'm looking at that thing and I can see it in context with the digital thing and the physical thing right there through the magic of augmented reality. We can take a digital thing and put it right into the same context as the physical thing, whether that's an entire building or it's one intersection of two pipes, um, and, and understanding what we want to do versus what is there. And, and this is, it's, it's a different way of thinking how that idea is communicated and how it's so much more effective. I mean, you, you call it like presence, this, this idea of, um, putting the person at the center of that experience and that, and that translation of idea to shared experience versus trying to make this translation through an abstraction of a drawing or a render or a video fly through, or all of these other tools that we use to translate ideas into um, an experience, which is fundamentally yeah. what we're doing here.
0: That's so true. We um, you know Going back to that present, we did the VR application for Toll Brothers it, that's one of the ways that I saw it firsthand, right? We took these model homes, we took these floor plans, built 3D models of them. It was a kitchen visualizer. So we built the living room, the hallways, the you mm-hmm. know 20 foot ceilings, but you could only walk around the kitchen. And the, the first thing that happened as people got in there was, can I go down that hallway? Can I go mm-hmm. through that door? And we're like, no, 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 this is a kitchen visualizer. And you realize that when people were present, they wanted more they they could visualize and you know we're looking at we're talking to home builders right now it's amazing you got your model home and then they yeah. may have 6 7 other home models uh designs but it's all 2d drawings and so i'm sitting there thinking okay i see the bedroom i see this i see the closet it's very hard to take that and put yourself in that space to understand the flow and as you walk through and that's what we were doing with toll brothers and immediately we were taking these 2D, like I like this floor plan. What does it look like in 3D? All they wanted to do is walk around and experience it and get the feel that they're actually actually in that space. So to me, that's incredibly powerful. And then you add on to it, which what you guys are doing, and which was big for not only the Lowe's hollow room that we did, but with Toll Brothers is that collaboration, right? That mm-hmm. idea that not only are you in that space, and our in our case, right, it was a consumer and Uh, a salesperson or a designer, but you're in that space. And now you're collaborating together, making changes on the fly. And that's building efficiencies, confidence in your purchase. And I'm sure on your side, you're seeing not only are you bringing teams remote together, but now they're collaborating, making changes on the fly, and they're becoming more confident in the decisions in that design process. Is, Is that an accurate statement?
1: Yeah, so there are multiple sides to the collaboration aspect of what we do the first one is sort of what we're what we've been talking about about having that presence in the space and we experience spaces in their final form with groups of people it's not we're we're just not like alone in these spaces but what's it like you know with my coworker sitting right there or um with a group of people or 100 people inside of this space and and having that you you sort of need that context of the people in the space to really understand and experience the space. Uh, this has manifested. We've seen this with our with our customers manifest in multiple areas. One one recent one that comes to mind is understanding um, social distance. Uh, this the experience of social distancing in an office place, um, and and the design of that experience. Yeah. Um, you know, amongst a group of people. So if we have a flow of people coming in the workspace uh, down this one corridor, and how close are they to this set of office desks that's in a pod right here? And what's the experience of those people walking by by that pod of desks? What is the traffic pattern? Um, Are they going to be talking? What's the sight line from their desk up to the people walking in? And just understanding that experience of sitting in that desk or in that desk and, and these people walking in. So that's a, big, that's a big part of the collaboration is, is just letting you literally role play and experience that space with full presence in the context of the space. The other really thing cool. that, you alluded, that you alluded to is the, what, what I call the work from anywhere aspect. It's not just remote work. It's not people working from home. It's, it's the idea that we live in a time where people from across the globe need to collaborate effectively together, whether those are team members or it's your client or their stakeholders on the project. We all want access to a shared experience. And um, these immersive technologies, and with the wild, this is what we're trying to enable, is, is this idea that it, it doesn't matter where you are physically. You can come together and meet on equal terms. And we can enable that in a very powerful way inside of an immersive workspace. I've got my client in New York City and I'm here in Oregon where I am. And we've got a a GC down in Austin, Texas, where the project is being built. We can all meet inside of of the wild, inside of one of these workspaces and speak to each other as as if we were in the same room But the benefit of doing that over just us flying to New York or Austin to meet in person is that even if we make that flight with all the cost and the effort and the time associated with it, we're still sitting together in a conference room. We're not like literally inside of the space together again, having that presence and experience of understanding this project. And so to me, and, and, you know, talking to our, our clients every day, uh, working inside of um, an immersive space together, that's the game changer. Is not just meeting this threshold of, oh, I don't now have to travel, you know, to sit in the conference room together, but actually I can create a superior experience that's so much more efficient, so much more effective than us even making that trip across the country.
0: That makes so much sense. I mean, you think about it, because yeah, you're right. You think about collaboration, you think about remote collaboration. You do, you look at the cost, the, the efficiency, the simplicity for across. But when you're in that design aspect, right, you go in the same room, you're, you're likely either looking at a computer screen uh, mm-hmm. or a, um, a large screen with a 3D model that one person's controlling, or you're on a whiteboard, or you got a whole bunch of printouts, right, that you're just kind of flipping through and comparing. And what you're saying is not only do you save on all that, but you literally get to be inside that space and explore it in a, in a completely different way. That's more immersive uh, that you're not going to get when you're in the same room, um, which is, which is fascinating. Right. And and that goes back to being that present, which I think, and there's all types of research on it. You, you know, this in the virtual reality side, what that does to your brain and how you Mm -hmm. react to things and how you see and feel. Uh, One thing I think you guys did, that's really, really smart that I love is that, You know, you look at AR, VR, people love this new technology and they want to just jump straight into that. And what I love about your solution as well is, yes, it's VR, which is the fully immersive experience. Yes, there's a touch of AR in certain things that you can utilize, but also you can use it on your tablet. You can use it on your desktop, whatever you feel comfortable in, right? There's a solution where you can still have a very immersive experience. VR, argue and agree with, would be the most immersive um, mm-hmm. But there are some people who aren't yet comfortable to jump into there, you know, get a little wheezy at times. But that other options, I think, really plays into that entire experience, right? Because you can pick what you want. And as you said, you can do it anywhere. So you may be in a place where you can't really do VR. Well, great. You got a tablet. You got your computer. You could still have that immersive experience. You're all inside this room. So I think that's that's really smart. And I'm sure you've have you yeah. seen that feedback from... Your customers that are they? Yeah, how many of them are jumping into that VR?
1: Um, so I think first of all, I, I think it's just core, not just to the wild, but to any of these platforms. That if if we're trying to create a place for people to come together and understand the project, you have to be able to come together on whatever terms is is best for them, whether that's on desktop or on a tablet, like an iPhone or an iPad using augmented reality or, or in a VR headset. We see our customers using all of them, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. Because it completely depends on the context in which they, they want to or need to join in. A lot of them are leaning more and more towards virtual reality because it's just so um, easy to move around and so much more effective to be in the space looking around rather than trying to navigate with a keyboard and mouse. But we, we have a, a lot of people joining on on Mac and Windows if they don't have access to a headset, but they still want to participate in the space um, or join this design review or this, uh, you know, tracking issues inside of space. Um, you know, it just depends on what they're doing and where they are and what, uh, what equipment they have access to.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So I want to back other, up a little bit. No, oh, go, go ahead, ahead. No, finish your thought.
1: Uh, So the other thing I wanted to pin out is the the augmented reality side of that is uh, augmented reality is so useful when you have access to the physical space. So if you're on the lot where you're gonna construct this this building, looking at it in context with the surroundings um, is so powerful. And so that's really where we see augmented reality taking hold is on site in the building, on the lot, wherever, you know, connecting that idea into this physical environment um, is incredibly powerful and, and so difficult to do with by any other means, you
0: know? Yeah, no, and I think that's, you know, I've, I've always said, not always, for the last how many years I should say, probably seven years since I got into this, I've always been a big proponent of AR for manufacturers, mm-hmm. VR for home builders, right? And in this case, very similar like vr for your construction and your design aspect because you're looking at a a big big space and being Mm -hmm. fully immersed in that space is super valuable And what i love about what you just said is that you're starting with that vr at the beginning because you are experiencing this this space that does not exist yet but once you get into that space now you you want to experience maybe individual products or uh sections right pods office furniture couches um And it could be more technical things like heating and cooling and all this stuff. Now you're in a space that you want to view individual, we'll say individual products or groups of products. And that's where AR is super powerful because now you're putting it into your existing space. I love how you're you're mixing the two, which is really cool. You're starting at the VR because you get that more immersive collaboration. And then as you get to, hey, we've got the walls up, things are being built, but okay, well, what's this office gonna look like? Or here's your open floor plan. Can you start visualizing what this is going to look like? Yeah. Let's pull up our AR and now we're going to place this furniture in this area. And you can still walk around, right? You're walking around an empty room and now you're experiencing it in the confines of the actual building. So I think that's really cool. That's a cool experience from start to finish.
1: Yeah. I think, I think we, we like to look at it as an XR platform. So, it, we're, our focus is not on the distinct technologies necessarily or even hardware platforms, but rather on this core idea of um, immersive computing, like allowing the person to decide how augmented or virtual they want to be, yeah. how physical or virtual they want to be based on exactly where they are. Not, just, not necessarily even just within the phase of the product, project, um, but also where they physically are. You know, are you on an airplane and you can't yeah. even move around, so you want to do it in a desktop? Are you on um, in, your, in your office space and you have enough space to put on a headset and be virtualized? You don't want to be in your office space. You want to be um, inside of the building. Virtual reality is great for that. If you're on site, and you have access to the physical space. You use augmented reality, so it's it's totally it's up to the person and up to their context what they what they want to how they want to participate in that collaboration.
0: Yeah, absolutely. User experience. It seems like you guys are definitely focused on that from def- different angles. Yeah. So I want to back. I want to back up a little bit because I'm always curious. Um, starting a company like this. Give me a little bit of your background. Uh, what got you into AR, VR, this type of technology, uh, immersive technology. Can you give a little history of, of your background and why you started The Wild and how that all began?
1: Yeah, so I, I started my career as a software engineer, and I just so happened to luck into an opportunity <laughs> to um, that, that opened my eyes to how software can actually be so much closer to the physical world. And, and that was an opportunity with this, um, with this company to build out, and this was like pre even iPad days, but to build a coffee table, an interactive coffee table for like a lobby yeah. Prudential. Yep. and Prudential. Um, and the idea for this coffee table was like, can people sit on either side of it and interact with the, with the coffee table and like in, interact with like marketing-based content about con- yeah. uh, content about Prudential. And I just got fascinated with this idea that software could live in a physical space. And what started as a coffee table eventually became uh, entire conference room tables and walls, um, corridors in airports, billboards. I did a billboard for Google, like this, but it was all software enabled. interfaces for physical environments and there were you know in this in this stretch of time from like 2008 to 2014 there were a ton of options for that it was like the explosion of this idea of touch interfaces and gesture based interfaces and so during that time i worked with you know architects and interior designers and um the people that were building out the physical spaces and i created the software platforms for them so, at the advent of virtual reality and augmented reality becoming like viable platforms, this was definitely like the next generation of that. It, it was the next level of finding ways to bridge that gap between the physical world and a virtual world. Yeah. And so, I started doing work for um, Google and Samsung and these other companies in the early days of VR that were really trying to push the um, push those technologies forward. So with the Google Cardboard and the Gear VR by Samsung and ended up realizing during that time, you know, my mantra during that time is like, there's something so special here, but what, what separates the cool from the useful? How do we bridge that gap between something that is so obviously cool? You know, everyone that puts it on, this is definitely new and interesting, but how, how do we create value here? that isn't possible any other way. And I found that value in collaboration, in this idea of taking people from across the planet and putting them together into a shared experience. I just realized that that is a game changer on so many levels in such a tangible way that can literally like redefine the way humans experience relationships on this planet. And I knew that I wanted to found a company in this space and really found my way to not just the AEC industry uh, but this idea of like environmental design build and that we could create a new way and and a more powerful way for these professionals to do their work together that really can't be done any other way. There's no other software or technology or um, existing way of working that can do this magical thing which is to take people from wherever they are, whether in the same room or across the planet and literally put them into a shared experience uh, together that is completely like idea space. You can build anything. And that's, you know, I wanted to be a part of that and really founded this, this company on that core idea.
0: Yeah, your time frame of, of doing this is similar to some of the projects that I was doing, right? So we did the Lowe's Hollow Room uh, when I was a part of that, we were using the Oculus Rift develop, developer version. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the first one wasn't even out yet. And I remember they discontinued the developer version as they were rolling out the other one, but they did about four months early. We were rolling out another 15 stores and, we, and they just turned it off and we could not buy yeah. anymore. <laughs> so we had a guy in our office going on eBay, like, paying cash, meeting people down in like Cincinnati, paying cash for their developer versions because we needed probably another 10 to go put these in Lowe's Hall Room stores. Yeah. And we, cause we had another six months before they, they rolled out the next ones. But similar on my end of like, the, the idea of augmented reality virtual reality was very gaming focused, right? And it still is. And I get that it makes sense. When we started putting decks on the back of houses with augmented reality and, and this feeling of magic and then selling these decks, closing deals because people are visualizing it, that was the, the light bulb for me of saying there's something more than just games. Yes, this is very cool. I get it. I'm younger. Like, I want to push this on people because it, it's exciting, but also there is value in it and we're seeing the return. We're seeing I would do trainings and demos around the country mm-hmm. And people are like, see, all I need is an iPad and I can implement this experience in my dealership or at my dealer. And they just go out and buy iPads right away. And that was really cool to see to say, hey, there's something here that's that's more than just cool, but it's changing the way that people do business. Uh, yeah. And that to me was the most exciting. Uh, so similar kind of experience on that end. So to that point, so as you got started, two questions, I guess, one, the wild. How'd you come up with the name? Is there a meaning behind it? Is there, what's the story behind the wild?
1: Yeah, so um, wild is actually an acronym for wake-induced lucid dream. And so a lucid dream is a dream where you know you're dreaming. And a wake-induced lucid dream is like a methodology for forcing yourself to have a lucid dream. Like, you know, desiring that and actually trying to do it. And, you know, at its core, I think we're trying to unlock shared dream space. Um, we're trying to create, it's, it's not just about a lucid dream. It's like, the wow, it's a place that where we enable this. It, um, and that's really how I see the potential for this technology. Um, you know, when you look at humans and our capabilities, we're trying to uh, unlock that ability to access dream space for ourselves and to share it with others which at its core, you know, that's what architects and construction professionals have been doing for years. They're taking ideas and dreams and manifesting them in reality. We're trying to provide a more like tangible um, way to enable that very early in the process all the way through construction and um, creating value through that.
0: Not gonna lie, Gabe, I got goosebumps on your explanation on that. Like that's, I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting some weird you know, just, oh, we came up with this name, but the idea that really your mission statement is is basically in your name, right? So you kind of Mm -hmm. just spelled that out. That's really, really cool. Yeah, that's exciting. I still got goosebumps.
1: It's hard to name any company, (laughs) of course, but I think that it's really important, especially here's another thing is finding focus. So anything is possible in this technology. I mean, it's very hard to really narrow it in and saying like, what are we trying to do here that is different, that is special? How do I focus my team into solving the right problems so that we're creating immediate value? The wild is a, a big ambitious idea in vision and you can see that in the name, like it is yeah. our mission is broad, but our focus is very specific and tangible in terms of bridging this gap for the AC industry To really solve this core problem of of misunderstanding and misalignment, both within your own mind and amongst the team. And that's what I'm excited about. And I think what our team has done a great job at is is having a big, bold vision, but also focusing it in on a problem and a solution that we can create right now. And I think that our customers appreciate that to come in, um, who, who share this big idea, of course, that we're after. Um, but, but also understand how this is not a future thing. It's not like the future of work. Like you can do this today, Yeah. not just in our platform, but in all sorts of platforms there, this technology is creating value right now and saving money, increasing like the quality of the projects that are coming out. Um, decreasing travel costs, uh, there's so many benefits that roll out of even right now, even when this technology is still so early, utilizing it to solve these core business problems.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Two, two quick questions, a double here, because I know I, w- I don't want to keep you too much longer. I appreciate your time. This is super interesting. Uh, was there a moment, so obviously you're super passionate about this, right? You founded it. Was there a moment in time that you can look back on that, like your wow moment of saying, we have something special here and this is going to work, right? Like mm-hmm. that could be maybe from a customer, you know, one of your first clients, but when was there a specific moment where like, we got some special, this is going to be amazing. And on top of that, from founding this company, Innovative Technology, what's one of the biggest learnings, uh, either from maybe a failure or a misstep or an assumption that you had, but as you started building and getting into you're like, whoa, we totally got that wrong, pivoting. It, or just you did something amazing and, and the success was from that. So two-part question there, but wow moment that was like, this is gonna work. And then what are your key learnings through the last few years of as you've been building these solutions?
1: Um, so the wow moment actually happened early earlier than even like when we had a bunch of customers and you know, n- now we have more, um, more evidence on the, on the client side, but there was a moment early on where we, we'd always used the wild as a means to, to design the wild. We'd always thought we wanted to do that. But what we realized is that we were having more and more of our reviews around what the spaces in the wild would look like, what our tools would look like. Um, so there was this one space that that had like all of our user interface in it. So in the wild, you have different tools that you attach to your to your hands that let you do different okay. things. There's a workshop, which is like a, a physical environment that you that you initially spawn into. And we had a space inside of the wild where we had all of these things laid out. We were tracking like comments and making design iterations on on making changes on each of them. We had 2D panels, we had the tools themselves, there's the physical space and all of these things within one environment. And I just, you know, stepping into that space, having the the realization that, you know, we were deriving this value from it. Like, I would prefer to meet in context inside of that space rather than like in a conference room talking about these things. And and even in that time, we were in a physical, we were in a physical office together. So... When I, I had been you know talking about this idea of working together more effectively, immersively than you can even in a physical space, and then to experience that for myself and realize, wait, I'm actually preferring to do this now. This is not an idea anymore. This is like manifesting in my own habits um, where I'm frustrated. in I had been pre- frustrated about talking about something you know in a conference room together maybe it should be like this maybe it should be like this you're using hand gestures to try to describe it yep. we just want to get into the wild and actually look at it together like let's actually talk about it in context and so it was an aha moment for me is when you have a vision for something and you're trying to talk about it for so long and pitching you know custom potential customers about it investors about it and so on and then to actually realize I'm in this case. It's solving this problem this for is, me is what's just so exciting. It's
0: kind of story. It's the Slack story, right? So Slack started because they were solving a problem internally. And they, they were like, this is amazing. Let's just use this. And then it obviously rolled it out into the product. But that idea that this is better than what we're currently doing. This is working for us. So, yeah. yeah. And that's where I think the passion comes. So even if we don't get any customers, which we need, we're going to use exactly. This. this is fantastic. So that's cool. I apologize because Just jump in.
1: Most people have who, you know, have vision have had this frustration, and it doesn't matter if you're and you know in the AC industry or w- without. You've had this frustration of, I have an idea, or I'm tr- I'm trying to communicate something, and you're not quite getting it, and like, the frustration of that communication or the miscommunication that happens where like somebody says they understand what I'm saying, but they don't actually understand what I'm trying to communicate to them is so visceral. And so most of us have had that feeling and that frustration as a part of our professional lives that um, to have an alternative, to have something better is just so powerful.
0: That's really cool. So
1: that's super exciting. Um, And then your second question was, what was it again?
0: Uh, like your biggest learning. So that could come oh, my biggest learning. Like a success oh. or a failure. Like as you're doing this, what's what's one major learning?
1: You know, I think one major learning that I can pull out has been the importance of this is going to sound I don't know, maybe this will sound obvious to you, but it wasn't obvious to me, but basically the responsibility that we have to our, the visitors to the wild. So any client or, um, whether they're a customer or a client of our customer is extremely, um, extremely powerful. So any bug or issue inside of the wild is, is at at a different scale than it is with like an app or a website because they're literally having an experience inside of our software. Yeah. And the, the power of having an experience, for good or for bad, it's it the good is that it's incredibly powerful when it's it's high quality and they have a good experience inside of that space. But the bad that I realized, especially early on, one one real ask tangible example I can give you is early on we spawned everyone. Um, So spawning, it means they like join the space in exactly the same position. And, you know, it's an easy coding step. But what we realize is that to like literally be physically co-located in the exact same position feels awful to people. Of course, it's that um, experience of like getting onto an elevator and you want to space yourselves out on that elevator. Um, And to be like claustrophobically on top of each other is invasive in a way that is, And awful can be a truly terrible experience for someone. And so that was a good learning experience of the responsibility that we have of as being the creators of the wild that we need to um, care for the people inside of that space. Just like as if we were planning an event or a party, like, and you want to care for the visitors to that party. Um, We have a responsibility to them that is it's at a different level than other software that we're accustomed to, like, you know, and I take that responsibility very seriously. And we've since ingrained that into a core of how we make product decisions, how we market, how we welcome people into the wild.
0: That's I res- That resonates with me a ton. Um, the virtual reality experience with Toll Brothers, they were on the, you know, I was looking at the, the, the path to purchase, right? So you go path to purchase, path to build, whatever that is, you can kind of choose either one you guys at the beginning of the build, you're in the design phase, the the drawings, right? The engineering aspect of it. Um, not as much realism as needed in, in that mm-hmm. standpoint, right? As you get closer and, and for Toll Brothers, the realism was critical, right? They wanted it as real as you can. Now that slows things down, which you don't want at the beginning when you're moving things around and making changes. So we were heavy on the realism when you looked at these homes and we had that same learning as we're going through that you're in a design center you're putting people inside this kitchen saying this is going to be your kitchen and mm-hmm. it was gut-wrenching when you're like hey let's change out you know the cabinets and you change out the cabinets and the color doesn't work or mm-hmm. you change out the cabinets and then you know all the handles automatically switch to a different handle that they didn't want <laughs> and anyway,
1: like.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So this experience, cause you're, you're feeling like this is your kitchen. All of a sudden those little bugs that are easily, mm-hmm. okay, we just got to click this, click this. We're back to where we were, but that's a, and it's a collaboration with the designer, right? That takes away from the flow, from the, from the design process, from the inspiration of it all. Yeah. You have to go and fix something really quick. And so I, that does resonate with me because I'd be standing there, you know, with people and like, okay, let's do this. Let's change this. And you're mm-hmm. like, OK, hold on one second. Let me fix that. <laughs> and that kind of interrupts that entire experience. So definitely resonates with me. Um, Gabe, this has been fantastic. I just want to say real quick, congrats. I know you guys raised money for Venture Capital. You're growing. Uh, you purchased Iris VR. We didn't really get to touch into that too much. If, if you want to summarize in a couple minutes, what does Iris VR bring to your, your family at the wild? And why, why was that a, a thing you wanted to um, bring into your your group.
1: Yeah, so Iris VR um, at irisvr.com. They were early to this space, even even earlier than the wild, um, and did some tremendous things. Went through many iterations, built a wonderful product in, in prospect. And what they did really well is really showed not just the design use case for um, immersive collaboration in AEC but the coordination use case, how you can effectively uh, track issues inside of a space okay. and uh, dig through BIM data, really understand as a part of the engineering and, and construction process, uh, what, what is being built and you know mitigate misunderstandings in, in the process of, of coordinating on, on how we're gonna triage different problems within this p- space. And so we really felt like the, you know, there are many things we, we loved about, about this product. And when we had the opportunity to purchase it, uh, we jumped on it, honestly, because it, there's so much equity there. <laughs> there's so, it, yeah. especially in these early days where even small, um, decisions have major impact, uh, to have that under one roof is, is incredibly powerful. Also the people. So, Uh, we have the the crop of people who really understand XR is relatively um, more limited right now. And um, and especially XR for AEC is even more limited than that. And so getting these really excellent people under, you know, inside of our team was another huge aspect of that. And and it's been so exciting ever since that's happened to meet the customer base, um, some new customers to us, some customers that have both products. And also just to get these um, these creative people on our team, helping not only build the product, but support the product who really understand the, the space and, um, and sell the product and really envision the future of both of them together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. I love your solution, but also just the, the passion behind it and also the care of what you're doing, that there, mm-hmm. there is an experience that you guys don't take this as like, Hey, this is a really cool thing. It's fun. But no, there, this actually is going to help you. This, there's ROI here that's going to grow your business. And it's just a more collaborative and fun experience. I think when you can throw fun and, and that wow moment into anything, it makes this entire process uh, a much more enjoyable process. So appreciate yeah. everything. Congrats on all your success. Uh, real quick, what is the best way for our listeners to either get a hold of you or your team um, at the wild?
1: Yeah, just uh, visit thewild.com and irisvr.com, both of our websites. um, Of course, uh, both sites link out to our social profiles and follow us on all of the accounts, please. (laughs) Fantastic. um, Yeah. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put all that information in the show notes. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Please visit startbuildingsomething.com to check out all our podcasts. And until next time, continue building.